Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, where we will bring you some of the most interesting interviews and features from the world of tech. Visit irishtechnews.ie and check out our podcast section to explore all of our previous episodes. You can subscribe to our podcast using whatever your favourite app or service is by visiting anchor.fm forward slash irish-tech-news. Hello, I'm your host, Efren Arinu, and today I have the pleasure to connect with uh, Mark Lucy, who is in Switzerland. Um, he, I remember Mark from the first days that I got into fintech, and now it's been a long time, seven, eight years or more, maybe. First of all, welcome, Mark. Thank you very much for having me. It's always a pleasure uh, to meet you. Uh, remember you know we met first and uh, I, I enjoyed every time uh, to have a conversation with you yes and and it was the early days uh, where you know there was a few of us so so everybody knew each other and um, exactly. well I mean you you uh, wear a lot of hats uh, I'll start with the main ones you are a partner at a wealth tech uh, IBO investment by objectives I think I've written about IBO several times in the early days yes, on, yes, on daily fintech, exactly. because really uh, you, you were pioneers in terms of thinking about um, transparency and, and performance in the investment world. Maybe we'll have the opportunity to speak, but you're also a senior advisor at the top uh, fintech accelerator here in Switzerland and now global, which was F10 and now it's called um, Tensity, right? <laughs> Tensity. Yeah, and and um, you you're also a consultant, um, connecting dots. Uh, you'll have the opportunity to explain to us. So so tell us a bit about this connecting dots theme that I feel is very much core uh, to you, and maybe weave into that how uh, you have this very unique presence. I, I like to think of it of as a triangle uh, connecting Switzerland, Brazil, and China. Yeah. Look, I mean, it's just like uh, the thing is I always uh, did what I liked. I have been doing what I like to do. Right? So I always was like, I, I like economics. So I always knew uh, I wanted to work in the financial sector. And then I started as a trader, moved to portfolio management, and then to IT and, and fintech. So it just happened. I did what I liked. And then I always liked cultures. I had to do with like new cultures. Like one of my first jobs was with a Japanese bank. So I just got into that. And I stayed connected with all these fields always because I liked it. It was not a job. I liked it. So I stayed connected. So that meant uh, I, I built a lot of thoughts uh, of, of knowledge. And that just happened. And then in addition, I really appreciate to talk to people. I like people. I honestly like people. I think everybody gives me value, delivers me value. And I like to interact with people. And those are other dots. So I just, it happened. I knew a lot of people. I gained a lot of knowledge. And then I just figured out that is uh, something quite unique. And then since I also led projects, and I'm think quite good with soft factors. I also knew, you know, how how to connect these dots because you need to know how and what is needed when and so on and so forth. And so it it just happened automatically. And then I uh, 
only then I, I started thinking about it, you know, why, because maybe I have to explain it to people why, because I, I found out people do not really understand what I do. And, uh, and then I started to think about it, even write about it and explain a bit more. But in the end, is that it's just like have a lot of dots, people and knowledge. And I have the soft skills to connect them across cultures, across banking and IT technology and uh, across people. And, 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 and then, you know, I do what I like and that's uh, why I do it. And, and it's really... Uh, amazing because things just happen i i would would say it's like surfing right so it's just you know when you surf you just the wave is coming and you just take the wave and you don't think should i take it or not you just go and it's just fun and and i think that is what it's all about so it's for me it's it's a, it's a lot of fun i would not at all call it work and uh, you know i connect people and people appreciate it and and um, are happy and um, yeah and i am happy and that's what it's all about i think yeah, and 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 you. I mean, before COVID, you were traveling a lot um, in these regions, both in China and and Brazil. So let's talk about these three fintech ecosystems, which obviously yeah. are are different, and give us a sense, if possible, of what distinguishes them uh, at the level that that you feel. Um, is is appropriate from the rest of the world. So here we are, you know, we we kind of cover the globe, Latin America, Europe, and and Asia. Yeah. So I, maybe I start with Switzerland um, because then it's it's good to move on yeah. from there. I think what is very unique for Switzerland, you know, I've been talking about about that a lot. Ask a lot, what is unique about Switzerland? And I just would say what is very unique for Switzerland, but others don't have, it's a very, very small ecosystem in the sense, I mean, a lot of people are in a small space, right? And it's, I would call it a sandbox, right? It's a sandbox, everything works. If somebody tells you like government or whomever, it will take two weeks, it will take two weeks, right? And then every, it's easy to meet all the people from the financial sector, the banks, the IT side and also government very, very easily. I mean, typically you can have like 10 meetings in a day and going up and down Bahnhofstrasse, government is just around the corner. So it's easy to meet those people. We have events, you can meet CEOs of banks and you even can meet uh, without a problem. We have a chance to meet with our top level government, uh, counselor and so on and so forth, right? So that is uh, very unique, right? So everything is, is on, 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 yeah, it's at hand. It just can, can grab it and you know it works. So then going, uh, going uh, to, uh, to China, there it's, uh, it's, it's very different, right? It's, it's, uh, it's a big country. Or maybe coming quickly back to Switzerland, what is also, I think, uh, different here is that the legislator and the regulations, they're quite fintech friendly. So really, uh, our regulator, uh, you know, talking of the fintech license and so on, so forth, they really, and our government tried to really help on, on, on the fintech side, right? Then let's go to China there, uh, you know, meeting people, having meetings. There, it's the pure opposite. It's it's very very hard, right? So it's uh, if you want to take a picture with Willy Mauder here in Switzerland, you will get it, no problem. Try to get a picture with Xi Jinping or somebody else top level, even you know a governor of like a province, forget it. So you will not have access, right? So there, it's really you do not get in without without having the the right the right connection, the the, the support from the Chinese side. So if you're not introduced. 
there's 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 no way. Then coming back to the regulation, there and you might be surprised because many people might be surprised when I say that now, China is extremely um, uh, regulation friendly in the sense that very very little regulation for fintechs, right? And again, yeah. you might be surprised, but let's go back. Let's think of the peer to peer lending. Yeah, and let's also think of the beginnings of Ant Financial, Alibaba, and, and WeChat. So they had no regulation whatsoever, right? And the, the problem was, and that's also the difference in the ecosystem, is that there was no financial inclusion. So for an SME or for a private person, it was not possible to get a loan to get a credit, right? And like this, an economy cannot work, and the banks were not able to uh, to uh, to provide it. So, right? so therefore, they could start with zero regulation, and that's how they they could get big, uh, like N Financial, Alibaba, and, and and Tencent, WeChat, right? So that's that's uh, that's the big difference. And, and they also got the regulatory said, hammer later. Right, in exactly, in, in exactly. Tech, I mean, that's that's a whole, yeah. And they did it twice, right? So they did with the peer to peer lending, so they popped out. There was the biggest peer to peer lending market, and yeah. then the regulator came in and they came in too late, right? They came and in that's too what late, they were... there, there was a disaster already, right? Exactly, exactly. And there they learned that, therefore, they reacted that way. You know, people, I mean, we don't want to go too far because that's not yeah. the main topic here. But people here think it's all just to, to, to you know, to, 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 to eliminate Jack uh, Ma. That was hardly, hardly the case because Ant Financial is a backbone of the, the, the financial, of, of, of the, the, the Chinese economy, right? So they cannot kill that. They won't kill that. But it was a huge risk, right? Because they were especially issuing loans and so on and so forth like crazy. So they learned from that because they said, okay, if you wait again that long and digitization was really, really fast, then it's too late. So that's that's the reason why they, they came in that sharply. But in general, it's a bit the approach of the Chinese regulator, let it run. And I like that approach. And then if it goes wild, because we see that here in, in Switzerland, as, as a fintech, I mean, to get the fintech license, it's already very hard, right? And basically, as a fintech startup, typically you don't disrupt the banks, right? Because if you want to build a bank as a fintech startup, I mean, you will not get there. It will cost you so much money and time, right? So therefore, in, in China, again, uh, and financial and and and, and uh, with Tencent, they, they really could disrupt. And that's maybe also the difference of all the ecosystems you have, because they're the big the big companies in China are Tencent and and financial, and they're compared to banks in all, all over the world. They are very dynamic and innovative. So typically, the fintech ecosystem in China connects with them, right? So the the the, the we especially WeChat, Tencent, they provide a platform where you can already connect to the ecosystem. So that is very unique. First of all, the 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 big techs they are very innovative, and they enable the whole fintech sector because those all those smaller fintech companies uh, can can connect. So that's maybe the, the the biggest difference and the difference. And then compared to Switzerland, of course, Switzerland is a B two B market, a B two B two C market, and of course, China is a is a B two C market. So that's 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 the thing. And what and about lastly go to Brazil? Go Let's go to Brazil. Exactly, and Brazil talking now about regulation. So I mean. Or let's talk about meeting people, right? So other than in China, it's basically easy to meet people. So people are really open, but it's very, very inefficient, right? So it's, 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 I mean, just, you know, having three meetings in a day 
in in sao paulo um, that's already good right yeah so that's the thing it's very inefficient people might buy in late but it's just you know all the traffic and everything organization it's uh, it's it's really hard and then for a long time um the the regulator i mean in, in brazil you have a lot of regulations right so it's a lot of laws a lot of regulation and the regulator also was not very clear. So he was often like, yeah, well, um, it's not forbidden, but it's also not allowed. And it's really hard to work like, like that as a fintech. And now they they changed and they really start pushing it more. So it, it's it's good news. And maybe also then the big difference there to other countries is that in Brazil, five banks own 80% of the market. A bit like, and... a bit like the UK, <laughs> right? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, but I think other than the UK, they for some reasons they're really strong and there would be so much space for disruption. You know, let's for instance, you know, if you look at the credit spreads, you know, to what to what they pay to get money and what they pay for what they what, what they ask uh in interest rate for loan, that's like craziness, right? They have a huge margin, honestly, a huge oh, margin. Really? And basically there would be a lot of space for disruption. But it's really hard to get in. And that, though, is where now the regulator also starts pushing. So the regulator, Brazilian regulator, would be interested or is, is really is interested to, um, to um, you know, strengthen fintech startups and a little bit like weaken or make make the, the big banks less less dominant. Right? To make and the market also more competitive. They, they want to make the market more Absolutely. competitive. And, and absolutely. So absolutely absolutely i was not yeah. aware of this uh, huge spread uh, uh, advantage that the incumbents have in in brazil so so from the disruptors that that we know in brazil starting from new bank uh, um, mercado libre and, and and those guys are they able to start grabbing a share of the lending market uh, or, or not yet not yet, not yet that much. So there's not uh, that there, of course, would be need, uh, but that's not uh, not happening so much. So it's, but it's huge because I mean, uh, once more, I mean, like I said, you mentioned New Bank. I mean, it's the biggest, the 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 highest, uh, uh, the, 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 the 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 digital bank with the highest value, right? So it's worldwide, right? So um, um, therefore, I mean, as as and it moved quickly. So as soon as uh, if they have the client, on they have the clients. So that would be uh, that. I think that will be a, a step to come, right? Also, it can be very interesting. It's really interesting to see uh, because now, also some time ago, uh, Brazil also launched the CBDC, and yeah. with the CBDC, you know, I mean, who will be the issuer of the CBDC, right? So with China, it will be the the big banks, not and financial and such. Will will that be will that work? Will that go with the, the digital banks? And then if you can control it easier, right? So uh, yeah, yeah, you can track it easier with the CBDCs. So maybe that would be then the next the, the kickoff, right? To for for uh, providing uh, providing more loans to to the economy because I think that's uh, that helped China a lot because an economy needs needs loans and that is 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 really hard and expensive in in Brazil and that would uh, would bring the help to the economy which in Brazil which is is, is needed a lot I think the, the other big uh, um, success in Brazil that I read about is is their real-time uh, payment system yeah. pix yes. uh, that that yes. apparently has had uh, already huge uh, um, success 
in the market and I don't know how that will um, coexist with the CBDC. Obviously, it's early days uh, to have an idea, but um, uh, the PIC system seems to be a, a big success like UPI in India. Mm -hmm. Uh, I yes. don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Absolutely. So it was uh, basically everybody was surprised that it worked so well because that was driven and made by government, right? And typically yeah. in Brazil, government is, uh, yeah, is usually very Not slow. Respected. and, and <laughs> Right, exactly, yeah, exactly. So that, that uh, everybody was uh, surprised. And there we have like parallels with China because uh, there was back in 2016, right? From like within one year, everything went from cash only. And then in China, even more, they didn't use really credit cards, cash only to online payment, like immediately from in, within one year, two years, it totally changed. Same story, just a little bit later with these picks, exactly the same story. So basically, I mean, I'm, well, I didn't really go to like small villages somewhere in the north, but like in Sao Paulo, everybody uh, pays with this online solution, right? And here it comes, and that's you mentioned CBDC. That is what will happen, or is 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 happening in China, and it will exactly happen in in Brazil. So in China, of course, it will be uh, and financial uh, Alipay and uh, WeChat, where people will pay with. You know, it's the same story. You just switch, use another button, and that was already communicated by the Brazilian government. Of course, they will use Pix for the for payment with CBDC. And now the question is, who will issue it? Will they issue it on, on PICS or will, will it be done uh, through banks as, through as, it, as it is bank. done in, in China? That is not yet clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very interesting. So so can we talk now a bit about uh, the collaborations between these three ecosystems, ones that exist and maybe potential ones that one can imagine. So let, let's start off the existing ones between the different pairs. Let's start with Switzerland and, and uh, China or Asia, if if you want. Yes. I mean, let's, yeah, let's maybe go to Asia, Switzerland, Asia, because, uh, I mean, China is a very, very challenging market, um, an interesting market too. Um, but like let's take Asia, there's typically Singapore, and there we do have really a uh, fintechs collaborating, going to Singapore. I mean, one is a great one would be uh, the, that, that platform, which is uh, providing uh, an easy way to build, uh, to, to issue AMCs, actively, actively managed certificates, it's Vester. So they have an office in Singapore because these AMCs, there's really a high demand for AMCs in, 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 in the Asian market, mainly in Singapore and around. So that is a, that is a big success story. Mm, and then if we, and within China, I mean, there are some cases, but typically so far of what I know of, like startup area, uh, typically those were startups with Chinese uh, Chinese roots. You know, in from Switzerland, but basically Chinese, um, which started building it from Switzerland, and that would be there. You could see the success story and case, right? So 
Swissness is really huge in, in, in China, right? And not only because it's a, like a, a quality brand, but it's really a very stable financial sector. And Switzerland was one of the first country, you know, um, uh, starting to work with China. Um, I mean, with the, with the Mao China, right, back then. And so therefore that Swissness is, is extremely helpful. But what is clear, if you want to go so far, I don't know of really typically Swiss startups, because if you want to go to China, you need Chinese partners. You will need Chinese partners, and you also on the Swiss side, you will need at least an understanding of China, but you need Chinese on site in which you can trust. So that is just something which needs to be being built, and that's what I worked on. So I could, over the past several years, I think I could build a lot of trust in some, you know, Shanghai, Beijing, uh, Shenzhen, Guangdong, and so on and so forth. So that's that's my big uh, big uh, driver and aim to really, to really, to really push that but for now it's singapore and hong kong hong kong also see they're they're pushing a lot they want to get uh, uh fintech startups to hong kong they just have another wave and they they they, they i mean they want to push again i i feel a strong uh, interest uh, increasing interest uh, from from hong kong but during during your years um especially at at f10 you have seen yeah. chinese as in the founders were Chinese starting companies here in Switzerland, but really with the aim that they, they would go and do business in, in China. Is, is that correct? Exactly. Exactly. And that's that's a super case, right? Uh, I mean, there's, of course, a case for Swiss uh, companies, startups to go to China, but also for Chinese and equally for, for Brazilians to come to Switzerland, right? Because... The brand is 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 very very helpful. Having the Swiss uh, Swiss brand going to China, being Chinese, and as I said before, it's 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 a it's a it's a sandbox. Everything works, but our quality standards are high, right? So it's it's a sandbox. It's it's like um, it's it's very clear rules. It's it's hard to achieve those rules, but you know what the rules are, right? So mm -hmm. it makes a lot of sense, you know, to come here, to test it here. If Swiss people like it, if the quality is good enough so for Swiss people, especially in the area of wealth management, then it's a good, good, uh, good, um, good uh, pass to then to yeah. go to China. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. I've also seen in, in the digital asset crypto valley in the broad sense, crypto valley sense, because obviously that's also a very international ecosystem and seeing uh, but brazilian companies too at f10 so so tell me about more about brazil and and, and switzerland and and does f10 i can't even say the new name <laughs> have a presence in brazil I, I, it took me some time to learn it <laughs> <laughs> yeah do, oh, wait, do sorry, you have a presence in brazil uh, no, not 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 yet. So actually, we we even uh, we once uh, were really close to to. I mean, we uh, we elaborated and we planned to do hackathon in in Sao Paulo, and we saw some quite good interest. And then for you know some budget reason and such, then we 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 didn't do it. But it certainly um, would be. I mean, either Brazil or uh, or Mexico. Maybe Colombia would be uh, an interesting market. Though what also could be interesting is to um, to go to Miami because basically uh, Miami is is really the hotspot where all the Latinos meet. Yeah. yeah. Be, but so far, no concrete plans. But it's um, absolute because for that reason I said right. So it's 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 worthwhile. 
for a Brazilian startup to come to Switzerland because especially compared to Brazil, everything works here, right? So it's organized everything on on Sephora's. What they would need is really uh, Brazilian culture is different. So they would need some support and help how to adapt to the Swiss culture, right? Ideally with the with some Swiss partners. And and obviously the other way around as well. It's uh it's it's Switzerland is a B2B2C market. And uh, to become a unicorn or something in that, you know, to really scale, you need to go to a bigger country. And uh, there, uh, Brazil um, is certainly uh, an interesting one. What, though, is important to understand is you should not go as an early stage startup to Brazil as a Swiss early stage startup because you need to be you may need to make, need to make money first in Switzerland because it will take time time in Brazil. So you need to be able to finance your operation in Brazil or your business development in Brazil with the money you make you make you make here. Yeah, yeah. Are there any examples uh, that you could share, or or not really, not yet? No, with Brazil, I mean, there's a, there's a great example with uh, with Mexico. That's uh, that's um, that's um, Sandipan and uh, Sony. Ah, Sandipan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the the virtual ATM. Yes. And actually, yeah, exactly. Exactly. They're already in Mexico. So, um, and I talked several times with Sandipan about, you know, going to Brazil. And that was before PICS, right? Because now one could say, oh, they have PICS, it's online payment. But it makes it even more interesting because um, you still need to have some ATMs, right? But uh, it, that doesn't, I mean, ATMs, either you have a lot. Or you have none, right? But it doesn't make having an ATM as a bank, but only a few, it doesn't make sense because if you still need cash, you need to have many ATMs. And that could be really actually even more interesting for, for Sonic uh, in Brazil now with, with PIX. So that's certainly one, um, you know, I don't know about the strategy or the current strategy, but we've discussed that and that would be one on, 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 on the payment side. Um, I, I know some some startups, I forgot the name or don't remember the name, but some some Swiss-based uh, startups or bits Swiss roots they worked in the area. I mean, they had like they 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 have products in the area of wealth management, and there were some other also startups. They 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 tried to do some business development some years ago in Brazil, but it was then it would not, would would not 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 move on, right? So I think it's yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the most interesting one would be wealth management. Typically, it would be in the area of consolidation of portfolios of data. So that would be one, right? Because they want to the the, the wealth managers. They want to have um, one view over all over all portfolios, right? So that would be, and it could also be interesting if you have a, like a digital bank here. Certainly, I mean they have I don't I forgot. There's like more than 30, 40 digital banks in in Brazil or even more, right? So that would also be something you know if you had a digital bank here, you know beyond payment, then Brazil could be interesting. But I don't know of concrete cases uh, now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So since you mentioned uh, wealth management, uh, uh, obviously this is an area of of interest naturally in uh, Switzerland, and uh, wealth tech is a sector that yeah. has um, several companies um, here in Switzerland. What are you excited about? What is happening? What has happened, and what is happening in the wealth tech mm-hmm. sector here in Switzerland? that that you like and and you're excited about well i've been exciting already for quite some time about uh, uh tokenized assets 
right? Or like crypto assets. I mean, I'm not typically. I mean, like, like this. Like, not. I'm not talking about specifically cryptocurrencies, but about really tokenization of like real, like shares, real assets. Because I believe that um, that will be at least as big as when the first stock exchange and when the stock exchanges came up. You know, I mean, that had a huge impact, right? Because it will really democratize, democratize the, 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 the investment, um, especially in those times, you know, um, how the economy develops. I believe it's really interesting to invest in, in, in smaller companies. And that has been, uh, I have been excited about that for, for a long time. And now it's more and more moving in, in that direction. And um, we really can see that now it's happening. And here I'm not talking even so much about technology, but just about, you know, because in the end for, 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 uh, for, 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 for digital assets, you need a market. And market and volume has nothing to do with technology, right? And there we have an amazing case. So I, uh, I mean, yes, it's called uh, they called Stapleton. They so far are not even using tokenization, but they build a platform where you can, you know, buy uh, buy invest in smaller companies like pre-IPO companies, like after VC, but before before IPO, and they get the great issuers and they get also the volume. I mean, the the, the buyers. And you can trade on that platform. So you're also able to sell again. So I think that is an amazing uh, thing. And um, I have no doubt, right? So that will be at least as big as stock exchanges. And I think I'm right. I'm, I'm, I'm convinced I'm right. Usually I'm always a little bit too early. So every all my predictions... They were yeah, but it's right, not but a question of timing. I mean, of course, we're not talking, yeah. you know, 20 or 50 years down the road. Really what, what you are excited about is, is the tokenization you're talking now of shares of equity, for example, of private companies. Yeah. So we're talking about yes. really transforming private markets that are huge, as we all know, in most economies, yeah. you know, small businesses, medium businesses, you know, what's traded on stock exchanges is, is really small compared to what exists. And we're not even going into debt instruments, you know, private debt and, and so on. Absolutely. 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 Uh, um, and the other one would be, of course, uh, AI. And because now it's getting concrete, right? And uh, and uh, I'm very excited. I mean, it might maybe was a little bit too much. Everybody talked about this chat GPT. But in the end, you know, it, it's the adoption, right? So it's about because people don't change easily until chat GPT for like business people, they could not understand, you know, there was everything was AI, blah, blah, blah. But you could not touch it, right? And that chat, chat GPT thing, I think that will really help with a cultural change, right? And there it depends on which area, but there definitely I am convinced in the area of reporting, right? It's like a portfolio manager needs to report like quarterly or even more, explain why he bought this, why he bought that, you know, market condition, why the asset allocation change, blah, 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 blah. That, that is, there's no reason why that should not be done by AI, right? That you can easily do it. And if you if you work with ChatGPT, you can see how it's done. And the other one would be in the area, of course, of, of investment. You know, um, will it generate alpha? Will it get a better performance with AI? You can analyze more data, maybe, maybe not, but it certainly will be done cheaper, right? And if you can do something cheaper, then you can provide it with less fees and costs to the client, and that yep. will lead automatically to better performance. Yeah. So Coincidentally, I'm... today on my weekly blog, I, I was uh, covering 
the basics of algorithmic trading and, and which are the areas that will, I believe we'll see sooner rather than later uh, the impact of, of these large um, uh, language models. And, and, you know, if you think of the strategies that are based on uh, news and, and sentiment combined with maybe others, but, but are really trying to source alpha through that, obviously they're going to benefit because they'll be able to test models and back test at, at, at a pace that was impossible and uneconomical uh, before, right? And, and absolutely exactly. And, and use alternative data to, to, to te empirically test and improve uh, the algorithms that, that, that they are using, whether it's for better arbitrage, better uh, opportunities uh, of, of uh, modeling and, and projecting and so on. So for me, that's clear. And, and also yeah. I see already experimentation in the compliance area. If we could train on large sets of uh, regulations uh, globally, you can imagine how much more efficient we are going to be yeah. in identifying, uh, you know, contradictions or, uh, you know, errors and, 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 and with complex instruments in the private yeah. markets like, you know, bonds and covenants. It's just, uh, uh, just amazing. Um, no doubt. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and the mindset shift, I think, is what you mentioned is more important than Absolutely. the actual Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. The whole innovation that was the case, right? So it would, I mean, you know, take the example, that's a very easy one, takes the example of self-checkout with Micro and Coop, remember, right? Yeah. So people were queuing behind the cashier desk and those these automatically, these self-checkout things, they were like empty, right? And it took a year or more. And it was so logical. I mean, you have like a few things. Of course, you. why would you queue? But people queued, right? And today, you can see that, that the cashiers, the human cashier desks are empty. And people use the machine and they, they queue a little bit with the machine, right? Yes, yes. Simple. Yes. That's yes, how we work. It, 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 that's how it, the same what happened with the digitalization um, of, you know, payments during COVID, you know, People, the, the technologies existed before, you know, the, the contact list, the QR codes, everything. But then, you know, it happened um, like that. So, uh, Mark, is, is Switzerland really exporting, if you want, wealth tech innovation to other countries uh, or not yet? Not enough, I think. So okay. uh, I said, so like Singapore, definitely. And it, it maybe makes the most sense, right? So it's um, on one side, um, uh, Singapore is a big competitor of Switzerland, uh, but it's also, you know, the, the the closest, right? But so far it's not, um, you know, because it's it's wealth management or the Swiss wealth management approach, it's, 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 um, it's hard to measure it in, in numbers, right? So it's like this typical, I mean, Switzerland, what is, why is Switzerland big in wealth management? It's this private banking approach. And that is not, those are not uh, hard facts, right? It's just like how we deal with clients and so on and, forth and so forth. So that's that's maybe um, where we have a bit of, of, of challenge, but I have not seen uh, so much. And also those countries, right? So they're not, 
I mean, I've been discussing that a lot with, with, with China, right? So they really need it. They need financial literacy. There's not enough knowledge there. And basically, we have the knowledge and China would need it, for instance, and to a certain extent also in Brazil. But then it's the cultural difference. And that is, and also, again, it's building, in the end, it's building trust, right? So take again the example of China. So China rather would work, uh, Chinese wealthy people rather would work with a Chinese bank than with the UBS, and then even more extreme working with a wealth tech, right? It's really a trust thing and trust, you cannot force it, you need to build it and that, that will take time on all, you know, on all levels, government, banking side, the fintech side or wealth tech side. Yeah, 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 yeah. So overall in, in fintech these days, uh, before we close, what are you excited about and, and how do you see the developments, you know, with these collaborations, do you see further opportunities going forward? Give us a, a bit of a sentiment uh, around that. Yes, I mean, um, because now it's uh, it's um, um, especially China, right? I mean, Brazil, you can already could go could have gone before, but you need to travel there. You need to meet people in China. Just uh, opened up for like foreigners just really recently a few weeks ago right and there it's um of course we have the political tensions that that make it a bit harder but there i think i think uh, the the setup is uh is extremely interesting so where i am excited about that's a little bit personal but um in, in china a good friend of mine who before uh, worked for swiss government in brazil now is our consul general in guangdong shenzhen right and he really is helping to push that uh, to open to open to open this market to connect us and there i'm excited about and that 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 is i think where we really have a chance to 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 push that that collaboration so that's my personal excitement uh, about it and Perfect. apart from that absolutely it's, uh, it's uh, what i said before right it's it's uh, it's ai and and and, and tokenization of, of assets in general the big picture Mark, before we close, we I'm going to ask you a personal uh, question that has nothing to do with fintech, but maybe with other technologies, if you want, that, that you're excited with, that have to do with physical and mental health. I know you are, um, what's it called, the cold, uh, not the cold shower person, you're a cold, cold swimmer. Sea swimmer yeah. Cold yeah. sea swimmer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cold yeah. sea swimmer. Uh, and yeah. so, so, so tell us uh, about that technology. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it's uh, it, it's in the end, you know, it's uh, it, it had has a lot of to do with our our metabolism and and our health system, and that's something you know I worked for some years even with Chinese in the area of you know uh, stem cell treatment and such. So that only has a little bit to do with it, but. Uh, um, you know several aspects so basically i don't swim in the cold lake but just, just go every morning into the cold lake and just stay there for like uh, you know uh, 10 minutes and the thing is like if you do that you get into a survival mode so basically you stop thinking right so uh, your stress level goes up and you cannot think because you're in a survival mode so it's like my fast pace to to um to meditation because you know my my brain is empty right and um it's 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 pushing it's pushing your immune system and i just got to say right i started started that somewhere a little bit before covid started well no it was during covid actually so i never think uh never knowingly got covid 
And since then, since the past few years, so since the beginning of COVID, I was never, I was never ill. You know, That's nothing, very so. interesting because I didn't realize that you, that you don't swim, move, so to speak. I thought that yeah. that you swim and move. I, I'm I'm familiar with that, but I didn't know that this was you you. Yeah. No, it's more you know, it's swimming because then you have all your blood moves. Basically, you go in and you meditate, and you cannot meditate that well if if you swim, right? right? Of course. And you also will not be able if you swim, you will not be able to do it ten minutes, right? So it's like meditation, you know, uh, heat up your body and so on and so forth. And I know mentally it just gives you a kick in the morning because I do it in the morning. And then you, you get up and then it's like, you know, you already did the hard stuff, right? So it, what else can happen, right? So you were in the cold water, you took that challenge, you take it every day. So what other challenge could be during the day, which is harder, there's none. So you relax for the whole day. That is amazing. Thank you very much, uh, Mark. Uh, for Thank you very much for having me. Uh, your insights and uh, and uh, at the personal level and at the technology and all your passions. Thanks again. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. I'm very very much looking forward to see you soon again in person. Thank you for listening to the latest Irish Tech News podcast. Check back every day for the latest episode. You can follow us on Twitter at Irish underscore tech news. On Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Irish Tech News. On LinkedIn, linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash Irish dash tech dash news. On Instagram, instagram.com forward slash Irish Tech News dot IE. And on TikTok, tiktok.com forward slash at Irish Tech News.